The following podcast is sponsored by Crystal Glass, where windshield replacement and automotive glass repair has been a specialty for over six decades. Call 310 Glass or visit them online at crystalglass.ca. This is Gross Misconduct. Hey now! Welcome to another edition of Gross Misconduct. This is Season 5, Episode 23. We're calling this one Bonjourno, although we're taping it from Mykonos, Greece. My name is Andrew Gross, and I'm joined by my co-host, my daughter, Madison. We want to begin this week's episode by thanking our newest monthly subscriber, Sarah. You too can become a subscriber and make a Season 6 happen by going to patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct and pledging as little as $5 a month. Here is the rewind of our last episode of the Gross Misconduct podcast. People think it's like your arm strength. No, I think it's your knees. But it's your feet. No, I think it's your knees. You got to get your feet up there and climb up like a little monkey. No, no, no. Little monkey was my nickname in high school. (laughs) Carol makes Andrew uncomfortable by talking about high school biology. But I, I like that kind of shit. I know you don't. Yeah, no. Given your squeamishness. I I was just going to say, even as we sit here right now, I'm feeling You just want to vomit. Yeah, Yeah. I can see it. Like they give you little knives and you actually cut an eyeball? Little scalpel. Yeah, you cut around like the the iris Uh, and then like uh, all the... Stop. Just stop. You know, all the stuff would come out. Just... (laughs) Why'd you have to add that? (laughs) I don't know. What stuff would come out? Well, like fluid. But it would be like, you know... Oh, for fuck's sake. Andrew is angry at a shuttle driver who doesn't pick him up at the airport. I said, that explains the airport. Why didn't you pick me up at the hotel this morning? And he goes, oh, for fuck's sake. He goes, if you weren't on the flight, you're obviously not going to be at the fucking hotel. And there is a certain amount of logic to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, I'm like, okay. I go, well, what are you doing here now? And he goes, oh, I was supposed to pick up two other entertainers at the fucking airport this morning. They never showed. And I'm like, by chance, <laughs> did you just sit in your car outside? And he was like, yeah, fuck me. Carol has issues with boycotters. I I just do have to say that if you're triggered by a transgender person promoting a particular product, you might want to do some self-reflection. Like, why is that so triggering to you? The other thing that makes me laugh is all the people that were buying Bud Light so they could shoot them up. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, while you're buying the product, (laughs) it was just like, you dumbass. Like... And that's what happened in the last episode of the Gross Misconduct Podcast. Now you're all caught up. Explain it, please. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here, you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space. With the air, like I don't care, baby, by the way. so happy to be able to put out a podcast episode while on a cruise contract. It was an exciting week on the Azamara onward. Uh, although 
Here's an interesting fact. As little as I like Air Canada, we found a couple of airlines even shittier. What was the last airline we were on on our way to Europe? Well, I know you're making me say it because you don't know how to say it, <laughs> but I don't think I really know how to say it either. That was Air Dolomiti, Dolomiti, it's supposed to be Dalmatian, Italian word for Dalmatian, <laughs> Air Dolomiti. And the key piece of information there is that it was a tiny little plane. So I've learned to travel with nothing but carry on, just a little roller bag and a suit bag. Madison joined me with what is a standard, I guess, carry on suitcase, but it's canvas and it expands and it had expanded to the point where it would not fit in this little plane's overhead compartment. And we'd been through so much. We, we'd gone from Edmonton to Toronto on Air Canada, then Toronto to where Frankfurt, I think, on Lufthansa. And then this last leg of the trip to Laverno, we were on this small little plane. And there was no way that suitcase was going in the overhead. And you've gotten in your seat. I'm trying to stuff it in. There's no way it's going to happen. So we just took it and fucking wedged it under the seat ahead of us and i wouldn't even say it was halfway there <laughs> and then we just put our legs all over it so nobody would notice and the flight attendant went by several times and looked and just kept going so i'm sure we violated some faa regulations of some kind but we did manage to get the suitcase to the final destination the hotel was nice it was uh, lovely we got to the ship and we had a great cruise but then the adventure really began when we tried to leave Montenegro. We get to the smallest airport that I've maybe ever been in, which I don't know why, but I just wasn't anticipating for traveling around Europe. But I guess that does make sense because, you know, little port towns and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's one check-in desk at this airport, essentially, and one lady working at it and the biggest line ever. So we're stressing out. We're in this line. The shuttle took a little longer than we thought it was going to take. Um, we're still bringing everything as carry-on, but they're weighing them, which I've never had happen. Um, I know sometimes you have to put it in the thing to measure it, but they wanted to weigh it. So they put mine up and she just shakes her head like just no. And I knew like I knew like I had anticipated that it was probably going to be a little too full for like little regional flights and stuff like that. Although I guess that one wasn't regional, but still like little dinky flights. I knew it was going to be a bit too big, but I guess it weighed too much. She wants us to transfer the weight from one suitcase to another, which doesn't really make any sense when it's the same amount of weight that's going to be on the plane, no matter what. If I could just interrupt you for a moment, this was the oddest thing, because that's a great point you just made. Like if, if the total weight of the three suitcases we have is, say, 100 pounds, does it really matter if one of them is 50 and the other two are 25? Like, what does it matter if they're all 33 and a third? Like the same amount of weight is going on the plane. But she looked at my suit bag, asked what it was, and I said, it's a suit bag. And for whatever reason, she didn't care to weigh that one at all. She was just like, yeah, okay, it's a suit bag. And then she weighed mine and said, ooh, it's close, but okay. She weighed yours and it was boom, like red lights went off, bells rang, security was called. But since she had said my suit bag was okay and wasn't going to weigh it again, we just started stuffing things out of your suitcase into my suit bag which turned it into basically this huge canvas balloon. It, it, it was just so big. And we just kept stuffing stuff in, shorts and shirts. Then we weighed your bag again, still didn't make it. And it was like, you're kidding. And then she was like, okay, we'll take some of the electronics out. Could you maybe summarize what electronics you have in your bag? Well, I didn't consider 
these items electronics. Like, you know, when you go through security and they say to take out your electronics, I take out my computer, my headphones, my phone, whatever. But I guess electronics in Montenegro also includes just anything that can plug in. So I've got my hair curler and my hair straightener, which I think are reasonable things to bring, although you criticized having (laughs) that many items to do my hair with. Um, So we got to take those out. I've got maybe 125 pairs of shorts that we need to take out that you're criticizing me for in the middle of the airport. And we're just those no hate, no shade to people who have had to do this because now I understand. But we're those obnoxious idiots (laughs) that have got their suitcases all splayed out all over the floor, making substitutions, taking things out, putting them somewhere else. It was truly the most stressful thing. Like, and I just kept saying, why don't we just check my bag? Like, I don't even care at this point. The trip is almost over. We just have a few days in Mykonos. If it, you know, doesn't make it whatever, But even the lady herself at the check-in desk is like, this is not making it to Greece. Like, if you check the suitcase, (laughs) we are not equipped at this airport, which was so true, too, because they actually take your bags, any like big enough carry-ons, like the size of our carry-ons, you check them at the gate and they put them somewhere else on the plane and then you get them when you get off the plane. And even that, they're just sitting on the tarmac, no rhyme or reason. (laughs) Like, you just go like, so yeah, if I had to check them, I'm sure they would have just probably never even left that airport. For me, the funny thing was we're stuffing like high-heeled shoes in my bag, skirts, shirts, all these electronic items. I don't know why you'd need to both straighten and curl your hair, but I'm not a girl. But then we finally convinced this woman that we've distributed the weight in a manner that she's satisfied with, but apparently we're still over. So she just sort of leans into me and says, if they give you a hard time at the gate, Tell them it's medical equipment. It's like, okay, so now you're on our side? Like, if you were on our side, just let us get on the damn plane with the suitcases. So now we line up again to go through security, and this line is massive. There's one security and and passport control person, and the door's not even open. So we're just in this airport with no air conditioning, just dripping in sweat, holding onto these overstuffed bags. I keep looking at my soup bag like, what the fuck? Like the strap's going to break on this thing. It was it was way bigger than the suitcase I normally check now. And I'm trying to pull this thing onto a plane. And finally the door opens and people slowly start moving through. And I get to security. I put the bag down. I didn't think to take out my laptop. And so it goes through the, the machine. And the lady's like, you have electronics in there? And I'm like, yeah, my laptop. I forgot you shoved all these electronic devices. So I open up the bag, having just put it in with no concern whatsoever for security. I'm now pulling a dozen appliances out of there. Like I was just like a hair salesman or something like, and you know, she's just looking at me like, why would this guy need a hair straightener and a hair curler? (laughs) But then we get through all of that and into the airport the woman who checked us in was now the woman working the gate yeah. <laughs> yeah, who told us that if the gate person gives us a hard time, just tell them it's medical. I'm like, well, how do you lie to the person that told you what the lie is? Also kind of a sick joke that she even made us go through all of that anyway. If she was going to end up being the person to evaluate if our suitcases <laughs> were too heavy to get on the plane, like if she is acting like she's doing us this favor, like, okay, redistribute the weight, do this, giving us all these tips. Like if you were going to be the one to let us on the plane, <laughs> why, not, why not just let us go? Like what, what kind of sick joke are you playing on us right now? Because you're having a slow day at the Qatar airport. Joel.
Pickleball is a sport that combines elements of tennis, ping pong, and badminton into one family-friendly game. It can be played singles or doubles on a court that looks like a tennis court but is much smaller. Instead of tennis rackets, you use paddles and a plastic ball. Can I actually just interject that was the context last time that you didn't know the definition of pickleball? Don't you watch Vanderpump Rules? I do, but I've never really understood the rules. Most schools have contracts with businesses that supply all the discretion... Uh, Most schools have contracts with businesses that supply all the dissection kits and animals. The majority of the skill to climb a rope efficiently is having good core and upper body strength. I can't find anything about it being a rule that people have to acknowledge they understand the flight attendant, but it is against the rules to sit in an emergency exit if you're injured or disabled. In Canada in 2023, an estimated 41% of first marriages end in divorce or separation, and 58% of second marriages end in divorce. Carol's money is at $250 million with an incorrect answer last episode in the category of poets. And that's another edition of Joe's Fact Check. Joe. Here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Jacqueline commented, I really hope that doctor spent the whole flight seated right by the latrine. In fact, Jacqueline, he did. Anna commented on Spotify, enjoy all of your episodes very much. Look forward to them. Heather commented on Facebook, yay, you were the only reason I still went back to X on occasion. Welcome to the not so dark side. That's because I'm now on threads as comedian Andrew Gross. Grant here from Leading Edge Physiotherapy, where my team has their heads down working tirelessly to make a difference in the lives of the amazing people we treat, like the ones whose lives are changed by a car accident. The insurance company may suggest you see their experts. We don't want to be their experts. We want to be yours. We know exactly whose lives and livelihoods are in our hands and who we work for, and that's who we answer to. So if you want us to be your experts, just tell them you choose Leading Edge, and then reach out leadingedgephysio.com. We'll take it from there. Today's show is brought to you by the early return of pumpkin spice lattes. Kind of like buying Christmas decorations on the 4th of July. Welcome back, PSL. Yay. I wonder how many people drink and then order stuff on Amazon. Don't drink in Amazon, people. This is WWE legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to Gross Misconduct with Wine Carol and my buddy Andrew Gross with a ha ha ha, he he he, and a couple of ho ho ho's. That's how you laugh the day away when you listen to the Grosses. I hurt people. 
I'm a dick. Your Dick of the Week is brought to you by Meathead Butcher Shop, your five-star rated local butcher only serving the highest quality beef, chicken, pork, seafood, and more. Check them out online at meatheadinc.ca or give them a call today at 780-994-6328. A mother is dropping her kids off at the regular school bus and asks the driver to stop yelling at her kids. It's pretty easy to figure out that she's been doing that all along. Go ahead. I love you. Have a good day. Please don't yell at my kids today. I don't yell at your kids. Yeah, you do. Don't yell. Shut your mouth. You're not going to talk. Shut your mouth. Who do you think you are? I'm asking you not to yell at my kids. How dare you tell me not to yell at your kids? Yes, they cry every day. I can't hear you. Might as well face it, your dick. Gonna have to face it, your dick. Might as well face it, your dick. Gonna have to face it, your dick. You never rode the school bus, did you? Yeah, I did, and you actually have a whole bit in your act about me missing my school bus. Oh my god, you're right, I do. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for that. Uh, Hey, an employee at 7-Eleven approaches someone in his car that's in the parking lot outside the store with a warning that it's no longer safe to be outside. See if you can make sense of this. You got a second? What's up? I need to talk to you. What do you need? There's a complete emergency going on and you don't believe me. And you need to go home, put on your air conditioner, keep your family safe. Are you tell safe? Tell everybody you know. Are you and safe? And call the news station. Are you safe? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Go, go. Okay. I got to hurry up. Yes. All right. I Pray need for Jesus. you, buddy. We need I'm Jesus. counting on you. I'm going home. You've been called. Yes. Your mission is now. Thank you. Go. Let's go. Johnny, la gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Was that Millhouse from The Simpsons? <laughs> it sounded just like, I know. But I don't even know what to make sense of that. And that's one of those ones where you go, that should be the crazy lady of the week. But it was the what the fuck moment instead. Well, it's kind of, did you see that video of the, I mean, this is old news now, the lady on the plane that was like, oh, that person's not real. That's like the same vibe. Like, I think people are kind of starting to like lose their minds. Like people are like losing their minds because that was the exact same vibes, like some sort of f- fake made up emergency that this person clearly perceives to be real. We had the airline lady on an episode a couple of episodes ago, and I went through the tape and then I Googled it because I thought this can't be true, but it is true. She just thought she dropped her. Oh, no, she she lost her earbud and she was trying to find it. And she thought the guy beside her had stolen it. And she turned to the flight attendant for help. And the flight attendant just kind of ignored her. And that led her to believe the flight attendant wasn't a real person. All right, here's one you might be able to identify with. A regular guest at a Hilton wants to dispute a charge he's noticed on his room bill. You know how you can turn your TV on and look at your room bill? And he sees this charge, and it's not a big charge, but he just thinks, you know, that's not my charge. And he stays at this hotel all the time. So he goes down to the front desk and just says, hey, that's not my charge. The assistant manager says, well, it got charged to your room. And 
It goes back and forth for a bit. And then the assistant manager just suddenly loses it and tells him he's got to leave the hotel. Who are you talking to? I don't have to move. Who are you talking to? This is how you treat your residents, dude? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm calling the police. You have What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The problem is you, sir. How am I the problem? I asked you about a charge that's on my thing. I cannot believe this right now. I honestly cannot believe this. I can't believe that this is how you're handling someone who comes here all the time, Flurry. I come here all the time. Are you having a bad day this morning? Your answer is I'm not going to pay for that. Yeah, my answer is I'm not going to pay for that because that's, that's dude, that's unacceptable. You're being extremely freaking rude. I don't understand what your problem is this morning. Why are you being like this? Sir, I'm telling you right now, leave the property. Get off the property. Why Jim, are you leaving? Why is this guy leaving? Why is this guy acting like this? He's getting on nasty. Why are you acting like this? Get on the phone call the non-emergency. No problem, man. There, there's something wrong the with building. you. I am out of the building now, Corey. Okay? Corey. My stuff is here, Corey. What's your Come out here and touch me, Corey. Come out here and touch me. Come out here and touch me, bro. Come out here and touch me. Come out here and touch me. Come out here and touch me, big guy. Big guy, who know what the f- your problem is this morning, guy. Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Possibly. This is maybe a hot take, but I'm actually unclear in that scenario who the crazy one is supposed to be, because I'd say, you know about me, that eight or nine out of ten times, I'm going to take the side of the customer service person, because I think that people are just so aggressive to customer service workers now, because we're missing context here. Like, what did what did the guest say to Corey to get Corey so worked up? You know, it's funny that you say that, because among our other adventures this week while getting here to Mykonos was Air Serbia. And you and I couldn't choose our seats in advance. Air Serbia wouldn't let us do it. They assigned the seats and we weren't together and we're on two different reservations. So we've got all the time in the world in Athens. And so I say, hey, let me have your phone with your boarding pass and I'll take my phone with my boarding pass. And I'll go to that Air Serbia lady who's doing absolutely nothing right now who I'm sure would love to be able to help a customer. And I walk up and I put the two phones down and I say, oh, hi, good evening. My daughter and I are traveling together, but we're on different reservations. And she goes, what's your question? (laughs) And I was like, well, I was wondering, we're not really sitting together. If we could perhaps, and she goes, no, that has to happen at boarding. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, or the, or the, Flight crew can help you. I'm like, all right. So I go back and I'm like, what the fuck? Like the Air Serbia lady just fucking bit my head off. And I tell you the story and you're like, oh, I'm taking her side. Yeah, because first of all, I've got a plethora of points to this. First of all, imagine you work in an airport and imagine, you know how stressful traveling is and these days, imagine you are the customer service person at the airport and imagine how much you think everyone is such a dickhead. You would probably at that point in the day also be like, Kate, like just get to the point when someone comes up. Oh, hi, how's it going? Plus like, you know, European people, I feel like they're very to the point. 
The other thing is that there's procedure to things. There's some people who can do things and some people who can't. Like it's if it's not her job to be able to assign you to a seat, it's not her job. Like what she's supposed to do. Like what is her job? What it would be the gate agent's job? Do you think? Well, I don't know, but you just said that she said the flight crew could help you with that. Also, an important point to make here is that she told you the flight's only fifty percent full, so you'll be able to sit wherever you want. So why are you even stressed? Like it doesn't even matter if she assigns us a seat or not. We're gonna end up getting our own row, which we did. I'm not really upset about. In fact, it's added a new expression to my uh, vocabulary, which is, what is your question? <laughs> it was just so, and I understand there could be a language barrier there too, you know. It was just funny though. Yeah, so I was wondering if, what is your question? Okay. All right. Hey, speaking of freakouts, this is a pretty good one. Uh, a guy brings a big bag of pennies to a Walmart pharmacy to pay for his medication, and he freaks out that they won't accept it as currency. So I can't get my medication because you don't take American money. Is that what you're saying? You don't take American money? Because that's what it sounds like you're claiming. So you can't take American money. Ridiculous. It's American money. You give it back in change every day. What is so hard? Ridiculous. Save my up to get money to buy medication and you won't take it. Not everybody is rich, you know. Not everybody has a credit card. This is money. It's taken at every bank in the United States. It's taken at every business in the United States except apparently Walmart. Walmart doesn't take American money. That's what you're saying. You just turn down American money. You're saying it's worthless. Bye. So, Joe, check this. In Canada, is there a limit to the number of coins you can use when making a purchase? Once again, I'm sure no one is on this guy's side, right? Like, I'm having trouble reading some of these. We're we're on the pharmacy side, right? Like, not only is it just regardless of what the rules are of if you're allowed to use pennies as legal tender or not. What a massive inconvenience once again to the customer service person. Like I just feel like we're kind of starting to treat people in customer service like they're robots or something. What is your question? That's what she said. Uh, I wondered why you were grabbing the mic from me with such (laughs) intention. You really had to get that one in there. It is difficult to do a podcast with one microphone. Oh, go see what happened. So while my daughter's outside, I'll just explain to you that we, like many European countries, there's cats just walking around everywhere. And my daughter being my daughter, she sees this cat outside my room and immediately says, Oh, you know, we got to adopt this cat. And I said, well, I tell you what, we're going to go grocery shopping anyways for like instant coffee and some chocolate bars, room snacks. Let's buy some cat food and we'll leave a dish outside the door. Well, it turns out he's not the only cat in the neighborhood. So right in the middle of recording this podcast with a single mic that keeps cutting in and out, there was suddenly this cat fight outside the door. So, hey, here's one for you. A woman is late. I love this one, by the way. And misses her optometrist appointment. So they have to reschedule her. But she's not happy with the date and time they're offering. 
and becomes our asshole of the week. Yeah, so that's going to be the soonest. Okay, it's the 16th today. Today's the 16th, yeah. It would yeah, be the 27th. Yeah, the 27th is the okay, soonest. Okay, it is not my fault. I got off work late. I could not call you guys. Right. I am on the clock. Somebody right. better find something sooner. Yeah, I can do April 27th. That's the no, soonest. No, 27th is not going to work. That's the soonest okay, we can do. Okay, find something sooner. I can't find something sooner. Find something sooner. You better start searching. There's nothing sooner. Because I'm not paying you full price if you can't find me something I'm not charging sooner. you nothing. I'm okay, telling you the date, April 27th. That's the soonest no, I can do. Okay, you not. can go somewhere else if you like. Bullsh**. Try to take something out of my insurance, I'll We're not going to take nothing guys. out of your insurance. You don't have to Bullsh worry about Because your doctor does. Okay. You can go somewhere else if you like. Make that because your doctor does. Okay. You can go somewhere else if you like. Make that appointment. See if I don't April 27th? Sure. Okay. What time do you want? Whatever time you have. Later I can do 8, 8 a.m. later. He doesn't do contacts in the afternoon. Bull because I have one at 4 o'clock and I And today was late. the last day. That's not our fault. Bull you late. Okay, ma'am? So if to me like that, I'm gonna need you to exit and go to a different doctor because we're not gonna deal with you being late to your appointment, okay? I have a job just like Okay, you. so go to your job and tell them you have an appointment. You need to get out early. Try, That's try what you need to, to do. Try to provide for your kids as an own income and see if you have any control. I'm not sure what that I has to do with my account. I don't have Okay, good for you. Good for you. I don't have Obviously, once again, the woman is the asshole. I know that. So I don't need to be defending. But the common theme here really is just how people have this like sense of entitlement when it comes to customer service appointments, whatever. Like I just I deal with this kind of thing all the time. You know, people like booking appointments with me because I'm a lash tech seeming to think that I need to work around their schedule as if they're not like rendering my services. You know, like if, if you, you miss your appointment, if you're late, like you don't get to give me attitude, like you wasted my time, not the other way around. From now on, when somebody comes in and says, look, I'm, I know, I realize I'm an hour late, just go, uh, what is your question? <laughs> <laughs> and finally wrapping up this particular segment of the podcast, our dumbass of the week, a couple is stuck in a hotel elevator for over 90 minutes. And they keep pushing that in the event of an emergency button to ask the concierge to call the fire department to rescue them because the hotel elevator guy is not at work today. And you guys refuse to call the fire department because you want to say Monday. Because is that the, the case? The procedure is for the security on site to do that, but I've let them know about 
Yeah, but call the fire department. It's emergency. Yes, of course, but as well, the fire department will also wait on the technicians as well, uh, even if they are on site. I've already let the security guard know that you guys requested the dispatch for the ambulance and the fire department, but... You're not calling it because it costs money to get fire department here. It's a way to save money on our suffering, so thank you. But I also need to keep the lines clear. Unless there is an emergency in the elevator, we have a woman that's about to pass out. What's not emergency? You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. You're grade A, number one, bona fide first class. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. And you'll be one all your dumbass life. Meet on the mind? Then think beyond the supermarket and head to Meathead, your new favorite butcher shop. How about tonight you up your dinner game with AAA beef, aged a minimum of 28 days. Meathead Butcher Shop, 7664 156th Street Northwest. Do you like carving your name into the walls of the Colosseum? Or getting drunk and spending the night on the Eiffel Tower? Well, it's nothing new here. Drunken Tours invites you to places like Washington, D.C., where you can get liquored up and add your name to the Declaration of Independence. Move over, John Hancock. It looks like Seymour Butts is the biggest signature now. Ah, Seymour Butts! Or booze your way through Philadelphia and take an off-balance swing at the Liberty Bell. I rang the bell, where's my prize? <laughs> and finally, no boozy tour of America is complete without taking a grand whiz into the Grand Canyon. Look out below! Go to Drunken Tours and book your immediately forgotten memories today. Customer service. Oh uh, yeah, I'm calling because my uh, order hasn't arrived yet. S- sir, please calm down. What? Okay, okay, what seems to be the problem? I ordered coffee like two hours ago and it, it still hasn't arrived. Okay, well, what did you order? An iced matcha latte. I'll not even say it. Is it matcha? Matcha. Matcha. What's your name, sir? Tuan. Tuan what? Tuan Hendricks. Tuan Hendricks what? Just, it's just Tuan Hendricks. What? That's it? Just two names? Yeah, what's, what's, wrong, what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong, just weird. What's weird? Well, in my culture, the more names you have, the better. Well, in my culture, we expect our order on time. Like, for instance, my name is Diego, Alejandro, Luis, Gonzalez, Ignacio, Roberto, Constantino, Mario, Lorenzo, Carlos, Miguel, Rodriguez, Francisco, Jesus, Gonzalez, Juan, Antonio, Hernando, Arturo, David, Gerardo, Jose, Manuel. Are you done? Sir, please take it easy. Look, bro, I don't, I don't really care what your name is, okay? Either I get my drink or I get my money back. It's that simple. I can reimburse you for your order. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's going to cost you $20. Excuse me? Your excuse. D- did you say... In order to reimburse you, I have to go into my system, look up your account, track the order, void it, then submit the claim to corporate. So... So don't you think I deserve $20 for my time? Bro, I ordered a drink, paid for it, and it never arrived. I'm not paying shit. Sir, sir, please calm down. Please calm down. Stop telling me to calm down. I'll tell you what. I'll give you store credit. I don't want store credit. I want my money back. Well, I want a divorce. You know, we can't always get what we want. You know what? I want to delete my account. I'm switching to Postmates. No problem, sir. I can help you take care of that. Hold, please. Lovers in love In 
Hello, this is Peter Noon, Herman from Herman's Hermits, and you're listening to Gross Misconduct with Carol and Andrew Gross. Gross, absolutely. So Well, you know, your mother doesn't want us to check in with the politicians every week. However, apparently our Australian and English listeners really like hearing from our prime minister. So let's check in once again with Justin Trudeau. When we got elected in uh, 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 2015, we made a commitment to waste money in ways that... Previous federal government simply had not. This is something uh, with which we are fully seized and uh, fully engaged with. And yet, I look forward to continuing to waste money. It is time for the doctor's office. The doctor's office is brought to you by our friends at Arena Auto Service. Arena Auto Service is an independent, family-owned auto repair shop that's been serving Edmonton and area for 40 years. When it's time for your car's next checkup, or you just need a problem diagnosed and repaired, call 780-453-1805 or visit their auto repair shop located at 11615 163rd Street. Tell them you heard about it on Gross Misconduct. Good job, Maddie. Sarah wants to know, pure brand of cigarettes are made from 100% natural tobacco. There's no additives or chemicals. So does that make them safe to smoke? Welcome to the doctor's office. How can we help you today? Well, Sarah, I believe your question is, Do cigarettes made from 100% natural tobacco with no additives or chemicals make them safe to smoke? The simple answer is no. Tobacco in and of itself is carcinogenic and addictive. But when you light it on fire and breathe it in, it brings in those carcinogens deep into your lungs. And the smoke itself is very harmful to the lung tissue. So this is one time when something that is 100% natural is really no better than the cigarettes that are already available out there. It's now time to find out what does Kevin think. What does Kevin think is brought to you by Old McDonald's Resort. Family camping on the south shore of Buffalo Lake, individual and group sites, grandma's kitchen, train rides, bike rentals, ice cream and coffee shops, playgrounds, a beautiful beach, fireworks at night, including the best July 1st fireworks show in Western Canada, and so much more. Check them out at oldmcdonalds.com. Make your 2024 summer reservation today and tell them you heard about it on Gross Misconduct. You know, we took you to Old McDonald's Resort, and we talk about this on the podcast all the time, you and Hunter, when you were still in diapers. What are your memories? Uh, maybe this is like, you know, deeper and more mushy than what you were looking for, but I feel like Old McDonald's is like genuinely my whole childhood, like me and my cousin Autumn, who has always came with us as well for, you know, the 25 years that we've been going there. Um, we always talk about how it's such a benchmark of our lives, like because we'd go back every single summer, and so we can look back and 
and see us growing up at Old McDonald's. So I would say Old McDonald's is like one of the key elements of my childhood, honestly, like the best place ever. I don't think there could be a better testimonial for Old McDonald's than the one you just gave. But Joe, check that. Uh, question from Mike for Kevin. What do you think of Olivia Chow, that's the mayor of Toronto, uh, proposing a municipal sales tax for Toronto? Apparently, a couple of cities in Ontario already have this, like Niagara Falls. Is it a slippery slope? Hey, Joe, can you tell me how much the municipal sales tax in Toronto is for? I'm curious. What does Kevin think? Well, Mike... What do I think about Olivia Chow, the mayor of Toronto, proposing a municipal sales tax because a couple of other cities already have them in Ontario? Is it a slippery slope? It's like a fucking mountain covered in canola oil, I would say. I mean, I feel sorry for the people that live in Toronto already. I don't know how they live in that fucking hellhole. I don't know how people live in Edmonton or Calgary, though, to be honest, either. Oh, well, excuse me! I go to those cities, and I cannot fucking wait to get out of there. A municipal sales tax will send people scurrying to the country or the small towns. I think it'll be good for the small towns around there because they're... Well, it could be good, it could be bad. The crime in those cities is fucking out of control. Uh, The drugs, the fucking criminals, the gangs, the heartbreak, everything. I, I wouldn't blame people for wanting to leave those cities. A municipal sales tax will just make it that much easier. It's fucking greed. It's mismanagement. It's a whole bunch of factors all combined into the fact that they can't run their fucking city on the few billion dollars they already take in because they're fucking wasting it. There's an awful lot of politicians that couldn't run a fucking business if their life depended on it, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's a very slippery slope, and I think it will backfire, but... Then again, I don't live in Toronto, and I couldn't be happier. And that's what Kevin thinks. Replacing your windshield with crystal glass? Keep it clear, clean, and protected with our new windshield appearance package. For $79.99, upgrade to Clear Plus wiper blades and extreme rain repellent. Crystal glass, the clear choice. For thousands of years, cultures around the globe have enhanced their appearance through the use of decorative scars. And now, you too can magically change any old wound or surgical scar into a breathtaking work of body art with the all-new Double Snap Action Scar Agami. It's so easy to use. Just stretch the scar tissue over the Scar Agami rod, twist into your favorite style, and snap into place. With Scaragami, the possibilities are endless. How about breast implant bow ties? Or a flowery circumcision robe? Even that unsightly nads-to-neck bypass zipper can become a dazzling full-size Chinese dragon in just minutes with the amazing double-snap-action Scaragami. Whether you've got acne scars, an episiotomy scar, or you just want to turn that old vasectomy scar into a whimsical balloon poodle, if you've got a scar, then you've got to get a Scaragami. Ouch! 
This is Jeff Pilsen from Foreigner, and you are listening to Gross Misconduct. You never take advice. Someday you'll pay the price. I know. I've seen it before. It happens all the time. All right. I mentioned off the top of the podcast that we did just wrap up, uh, what, seven days on the Azamara onward uh, through Italy. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, since uh, I loved your answer to the old McDonald's question, how was your first cruise with dad experience? What do you think were the highs and lows? I think an easy low that both of us have told anyone who will listen so far, <laughs> anyone who struck up a conversation with us on this cruise, is just sharing a room. I think neither of us are the type of people who are equipped to share space. I think we're both so similar and yet so different at the same time. So we both go about conflict in the same way. We butt heads, um, but we're so different and our living styles are different. So I'm messy and you need things to be put together a little bit more and you need a little bit more structure. Like there's just some things that are different. So sharing such a small space um, then that was maybe a low, but it's funny because now we're in Mykonos and we have our own rooms and I have this beautiful big room with a balcony and all my own space. And I was so excited to get here. And then the second I got into my room by myself, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm kind of lonely. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of miss the two twin beds next to each other in the tiny room. Um, a high though. Oh gosh. Like the whole thing was such a high. I was so surprised by Rome because I was really excited to see the more, you know, Mediterranean vibe places like Amalfi, um, and Sorrento, which we didn't end up going to because of a storm. Um, but anyways, I was just not as prepared to love Rome as much as I did. It was so stunning, so much history, just so beautiful. I, I'll never forget Rome. It was absolutely beautiful. And I honestly think that Greece is going to be a high as well. It's so nice here and so calm and so serene. So I can't wait to see how the rest of it goes. That's nice to hear, Maddie. I'm glad you had a good time. It meant a lot to me for you to have a good time. But hang on. I have to make a phone call. Hello? It's time for this. All right, Carol, your money, according to Joe, is at $250 million with an incorrect answer last episode in Poets. Mm -hmm. We'll find out how much of that you want to wager. But first, we need to find out what your category is. And for that, we spin the How Smart is Carol Wheel. The How Smart is Carol Wheel is brought to you by the Edmonton Comedy Festival. This year's dates are September 27th to 30th with tickets available from yegcomedy.com. It's four days of funny you don't want to miss. All right, you're not here to see it. I did bring the wheel on the ship with me, though, and I can oh, assure you. Wow. How'd you get that through customs? Well, it won't be an issue on the way home. Uh, it has fallen on Academy Award winners. Academy Award winners. Mm, yikes. And you have $250 million with which to wager yeah, okay. in the category of Academy Award winners. I got to get off the schneid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, oh, I guess you can't see. No, I can't <laughs> see I'm it so at all. I'm so used to showing you. Her 48-year span between her first and last Oscars, 1933 and 1981, is the longest for a performer in Academy history. 
All right, in the category of Academy Award winners, her 48-year span between her first and last Oscars, 1933 and 1981, is the longest for a performer in Academy history. Who was Catherine Hepburn? That is correct. Really? Yes. All right. All right. And how much did you wager? Fifty million. Oh, I don't. Why? Why am I showing nobody? You're <laughs> fifty million dollars, which brings yes. you back up to a total of three hundred million dollars. Well done, Carl. Yay! Bye. Bye. Well, your mother is pretty smart. Um, she's very smart, and um, that's one of the things I'm so, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I'm so proud to have inherited from her because I am also a Jeopardy aficionado. So you had me help you co-host this whole episode, but I didn't even think to mention that I also am very, very good at Final Jeopardy. Um, so maybe next time you can give me a Final Jeopardy question. You know, that's a great idea because among your other skills are your ability to spend other people's money. So yeah, you could take your mom's money and risk it all. You could do what I tell her to do every week. Every week when I look at the category, I go, bet it all. Bet it all. But you think that because you are not a Jeopardy aficionado, as I said. Not that you're not intelligent, but you know, you're know you not tapped into the Jeopardy strats the way that me and mom are. It would be absolutely reckless of her. What do you say? She had $250 million? Bet it all? <laughs> Even if the question was like the most simple thing ever, it just that wouldn't be good business or good gambling. I feel like you should know that. Um, by the way, I've been told that there's an expression that apparently everybody knows that I had never heard before. And Joe, please check this. Uh, could you please define chopping it up for me? Okay, this kind of takes me back. <laughs> it's a really long answer to a short question. But this takes me back to the first time I was on your podcast. And we did like millennial slang or something like that. And I made the comment that I felt was necessary that a lot of, you know, quote, unquote, millennial slang is actually taken from like black and gay, like, culture. <laughs> I just feel cringy saying that. But that's like where a lot of expressions come from. I didn't know that chopping it up was one of those. I feel like I just hear that all the time. I say that all the time. I get on this cruise and I say to you, oh, I was over there chopping it up with so-and-so. And you say, what? You're doing what? But chopping it up, you're just banter. You're just having a laugh. You're just going, you're talking, you're shooting the shit. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any better than that. I feel like it's so straightforward. Joe, check that. Uh, just as a note for our listeners, I'm headed on to another ship from uh, here in Mykonos. We're going to Turkey and then on to another ship after that. I believe I'm going to Portugal. You, however, are headed home the day after I get on the ship. So you'll be in Greece for a day without me. And apparently you have a 12-hour layover in Venice. Who booked your flight? Well, that is untrue. I actually have a 12-hour layover in Vienna. Um, I booked my flight. And the goal was just get home without spending a colossal amount of money. <laughs> I could get into a long story about booking these flights because it actually was such a headache. And I actually ended up, the flights that I'm going home on on Monday... I was originally trying to fly home on Saturday when you leave um, and the flights were so expensive and it was going to be a 60 hour travel day. So I was looking at other days and ended up booking these ones home on Monday. So two days later, and I actually ended up getting into Calgary on the exact same flight that I would have gotten home had I left on Saturday. So I get an extra day and a half of this trip and still get home at the exact same time. So it actually is pretty convenient. Although now that we're closer to it, that 12 hour layover is far from convenient. It was just better than a 60 hour travel day to get home. Um, but yeah, I'll get a hotel at the airport. Probably me and my mom were looking into it and there's 
pods that you can sleep in at the airport. However, the reviews for them are terrible and apparently they're hot and stinky and noisy and uncomfortable. So hotel it is, I guess. An extra night of this vacation. All right. It is time for the big blue folder. The Big Blue Folder is brought to you by Crystal Glass. You deserve to see the world clearly. Don't let cracks, chips, or other imperfections ruin the view. Crystal Glass is the clear choice for all residential glass replacement and repair. Visit crystalglass.ca. A new concierge app called Maria is in the news after a New York Post reporter got access to it, but don't bother rushing to the app store to buy it for yourself. It's only for the super, super wealthy. Membership alone costs 30000 U.S. a year, and once you're a member, you can text them to get pretty much anything. Front row seats to Taylor Swift is nothing, and we're talking dinner with Taylor Swift before the concert. Not just anyone can join, though. It's by invitation only, and you need a net worth of at least $30 million. Their current average member is worth around $600 million. The app currently has less than 100 members, and another 500 people are still on their wait list. Here's a weird thing you never noticed. Someone on TikTok pointed out that jars of pickles almost never have the word pickles on them. Most big brands say things like kosher dill spears or bread and butter slices, but the word pickles is nowhere to be found. TikTok is calling it Picklegate, and people have been offering up explanations, but it turns out none of those explanations are correct. Someone finally asked the big pickle brands to comment, and the real reason is they just don't think it's necessary because it's a glass jar and you can see the pickles. Most companies ask said there's a limited space on the label, so they prefer to, quote, clearly communicate the form and flavor inside each jar instead. And hey, Costco is apologizing after a recent batch of their Kirkland vodka had a weird smell and taste. Multiple customers claimed the vodka tasted like vitamins or a multivitamin. Costco says there's no food safety issue, so it's okay to drink, but they do admit that it didn't really meet their quality expectations. There's no official word on what happened, but someone online who claims to be an employee says the vodka got tainted by a bit of rum. They say the vodka was put into a container that previously held rum and it wasn't completely cleaned between uses like it should have been. In any event, Costco has listed the lot numbers online uh, for the affected vodka along with the dates that it was on the shelves, June 12th through August 10th. They're offering refunds to anyone who can show they had one of their tainted bottles. Well, that is almost our whole episode. I do want to remind you folks that tickets are now on sale for the Edmonton Comedy Festival. You can see all of our shows on our new website designed by my other daughter, Ashley, uh, yegcomedy.com. Drop by any location of the Leading Edge Physiotherapy to get your Leading Edge and Leading Edge After Dark tickets. If you're the kind of person who likes physical printed hard copy tickets, you can go by the Fringe Festival Arts Barns and buy your tickets to the festival shows there as well. Uh, Okay, who do we have to thank? This episode of Gross Misconduct was sponsored by Crystal Glass, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, the Edmonton Comedy Festival, Arena Auto Service, Meathead Butcher Shop, the Twin Otter Neighborhood Pub, and Old McDonald's Resort. Happy was sung by Pharrell Williams, (laughs) Meat Depressed sang You're a Dick, Loca People What the Fuck was sung by Sack Noel, Narls Barkley sang Crazy, Chic sang Le Freak. We used the song Asshole by Dennis Leary. Dumbass was sung by Dennis Stephen Wright. 
Purple Planet provided our intro music and Kevin and Michelle's music. We used the mail time clip from Blue's Clues. We used a clip from Team America World Police. We used the theme and thinking music from Jeopardy. And if you want to support this podcast, go to paypal.me slash grossmisconduct or eTransferAndrew at andrewgross.com or sign up for a subscription at patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct. Gross is spelt G-R-O-S-E. All right, we're going to get Vinny Corbo to play us out. Okay, I don't know. Uh, it, whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! I love macaroni in all its shapes and forms. My mama cooked it for me every day since I was born. But since I got a girlfriend, things haven't been the same. She says I'm getting chubby and that pasta is to blame. She lets me hold her hand and even kiss her in the car. She even let me use her cash to buy a new guitar. But if I order pasta when I take her on a date, she takes away my plate and says I'm gaining too much weight. She tells me, basta, 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 with the pasta, pasta, pasta. You're having trouble zipping up your pants. Basta, 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 with the pasta, pasta, pasta. You ought to try giving a piece of fruit a chance. On the day that we were married, I promised her my heart. She promised to cook me pasta until death do us part. But on a honeymoon, she sang a different tune. She said, that's enough for you. And then she took my fork and spoon. She said, if you eat at the knocky, but then you get a no nookie. And if you eat the rigatone, then you should plan to sleep alone. And if I see you eat facility or even touch of the macaron, I'll buy a Ford divorce and take everything you own. She warned me. Pasta, 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 with the pasta, 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 you're gonna give yourself a heart attack. Pasta, 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 with the pasta, 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 whoever told you lasagna was a sack. The day my wife left me was one I'll never forget. She caught me in her bed with a big bowl of spaghetti. I figured I was dead, so I hugged my garlic bread. Then she threw a jar of sauce and it hit me in the head. When I came to, I was covered in ragu. The sheets were all red and my face was black and blue. I said, hey, I wasn't cheating because I was only eating. She said, I told you twice, but I think it bears repeating. She shouted, pasta, 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 with the pasta, pasta, pasta. I think it's time you start to exercise. Pasta, 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 with the pasta, pasta, pasta. It's no good to have your belly touch your thighs. Whip out the dough and off we go, go, go. Pasta, 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 pasta 
like to thank our many Patreon subscribers who took the time to sign up for a monthly subscription at patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct. Not only does your donation help ensure the continuation of this podcast, it also covers the cost of sending Ramsey all over the world. If you don't know who Ramsey is, that's because you haven't taken the time to sign up for a monthly subscription at patreon.com slash gross underscore misconduct. Maddie, I can't thank you enough for taking the time on your vacation in Mykonos, Greece to chop it up with your old man. But we did it. I think it's going to sound good. And I thank you. And that's our whole episode. We're calling this one Bongiorno. We're taping it from, oh my God. It was way bigger than my the suitcase I used to... I used, well, thank you, Anna. And Heather commented on Facebook, yay, you were the only reason I still went back. And I'll go to that Air Serbia later. What an interesting time for that to happen because it is time for our freak out of the week. Oh, no, we did that already. So two cats were fighting over the dish of food. All right, uh, finally, our asshole of the week. Well, actually, it's not finally, never mind. The doctor's office is brought to you by our friends at Areno. What does Kevin think is brought to you by our old McDonald's... I'm sorry, what is your question? <laughs> I, uh, I had to grab the mag. Okay. Oh, the phone's not going to ring, though? Well, I put that in later. Okay, we'll just pretend you're ringing the phone. Bring, bring, bring. You could take mother's... <laughs> you could take mother. When did I, when did I ever call her mother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. There's a new concierge app called... Maria. No, how would you say that? Maria? Maria? Most companies asked, said there's a limited space on the label, so they prefer to quote, they prefer to say, quote, clearly, oh. Meathead Butcher Shops, the Twin Otter, oh. It's only one shop. I know, it's, do I have to read the whole thing again, or can I start it? Meat Depressed, (laughs) Meat Depressed was sang by You're a Dick. No. What? I can't. I'm Meet like having a stroke right now. I'm dead. having like a stroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> Meet depressed saying, <laughs> like, what is this sentence? I literally, the way this sentence Meet is written. Re- <laughs> what the fuck? Meet depressed. <laughs> C-H-I-C saying La Freak. Uh, that would be chic. Oh, well, it's all caps. Yeah. 